How's it going everybody? Thanks so much for checking out this week's episode. We'd like to take a second to thank this week's sponsor, Punkbox. Punkbox is a monthly subscription service that delivers merchandise and music to the homes of punk music lovers each month. Featuring vinyl, CDs, cassettes, shirts, buttons, stickers, and a whole lot more. Each box contains items that are directly purchased from or donated by bands and artists who are looking to reach a larger audience with their music and or products. Now Punkbox has a bunch of different options. You could start out just getting one month box all the way up to being a super supporter and sign up for a 12 month subscription. And you're gonna save yourself some money by doing that. Now head on over to punkboxrocks.com. That's P-U-N-K-B-O-X-R-O-X. And bring the merch table right to your door each month. Also make sure to follow them on Instagram at punkboxrocks. Once again, it's P-U-N-K-B-O-X-R-O-X to keep up on new items in each month's theme. Thank you so much again to Punkbox for sponsoring this week's episode. Now, let's go check out what Jesse Lee has to say. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? A podcast about life in the music industry. Today, we've got content creator, radio and podcast host, publicist, and all-around good guy, Jesse Lee on the show. Jesse, welcome to the show, man. Hey, dude. How's it going? It's going really well. It's a, it's a it's an honor to have you on the show. Uh, I've been talking to a bunch of people, and they're really excited to they were excited for your episode in particular so oh I, i'm sure there's blowing smoke up your ass man <laughs> no 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 way i uh i mean like you've you know you've been putting out your especially all over tiktok you know like you're yeah. you're all over that with and and you have like a very um respected opinion i feel with oh uh, thanks yeah it depends on what comments you read i guess <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So you were just actually at the the highly anticipated when we were young festival. What was that whole experience like? Like, did it live up to the expectations? Yeah, man. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Like, I don't want to be one of those guys that like hypes it up too much, but I thought it was fucking awesome. You know, I mean, I obviously had a different experience than the average concert goer because, right. you know, I was hosting a live stream for Hot Topics, so I was you know in a backstage area. A nice little cabana, you know, <laughs> I have drinks right. and all that stuff. So I get it. I understand the people that bought general mission tickets and like complained they couldn't see the bands and it was, you know, expensive and whatever. I totally understand that. But from my perspective, like it was just such a great festival. I had such a good time. You know, I, I missed a lot of the bands I wanted to see, unfortunately, because I was back there doing the interviews during the day. And it right. seemed like it put a lot of like the the mall core screamo like nostalgia acts that were never like huge mainstream bands, but were super important to me. Mm -hmm. Those bands all seem to be on in the middle of the day, <laughs> you know, like Census Fail, The Used, uh, The Starting Line, Hawthorne Heights, all these bands that I fucking love so much. They, they all played during the day, unfortunately, but you know, I did get to see the, the huge legacy acts in the, later at night, you know, like, you know, Paramore, Mike Cam, all that stuff. So it was, it was still, I still got it like Phil for sure. I've, I've seen uh, a lot of like video shots and stuff specifically from census failed and theirs looked like it was just freaking awesome. Man. Yeah. I would I've, I've, so I've seen census fail a bunch of times and you know, they were like one of the first bands that I saw, like, because I'm when the whole like 2000s emo thing popped off, it was weird because like that kind of music was like super popular in our like little scene or whatever, but it wasn't really mainstream at that point yet. I mean, like Fall Out Boy just started kind of like getting right. big and stuff, but it was crazy. I could go see these bands that I fucking idolized and see them play at like a, a 500 cap room. You know, I remember like watching Buddy like 10 feet away from me and then outside of the venue i'm like 16 years old talking to him I'm like, like bumming a cigarette or you know or something <laughs> like that it's like it's pretty cool because like i feel like you know 
back in like the heyday of like the 80s like the hair metal scene like where which was it was kind of like the 80s version of like the emo scene in the 2000s you know right i feel like maybe it wasn't the same level because like motley crew wasn't playing 500 cap rooms you know like but you know we were able to see our heroes in like these little tiny clubs and it's really fucking cool so yeah Back to, that's totally sidetracking, but yeah, seeing seeing Census Fail would have been awesome, but again, I've seen him enough times so that hopefully, and hopefully, I'll get to see him again <laughs> at some point during my life. I hope so. Who is a who is your favorite artist that you were able to see? Oh man, Paramore honestly was amazing. Like I, so I've always been a Paramore like fan. Like I, mm-hmm. I like Paramore. I've never been like a super fan. I've never been like one of those people that like you know. Every time, every time Haley Williams opens her mouth, I'm like, "Ooh, what's she saying?" You know, right. like I, mean, I like their music, but I'm just like, I'm not like a super fan, I guess. But I, I'm kind of a super fan after that show, after that set, to be honest. Like, and what it did for me even more was I was really always like, to me, Paramore was Riot era, like pop punk, you know, stuff. I'm like, like that's the best room. That's the only Paramore that matters. Agreed, like that yeah. poppy dance stuff, like that. But dude, seeing them play live like it changed my perspective. Like, she. I, I knew she could sing, but she can fucking sing and dance at the same time on the oh, level yeah. of like some of these like pop stars that like I don't know, man. I was just very impressed and like maybe I just had enough drinks in me at the time, but those dance <laughs> songs just really fucking got me grooving. I'm like, oh yeah, ain't it fun? Yeah, fuck yeah, you know. <laughs> so yeah, she she is quite the showman for sure. So good. So she's so phenomenal. The whole band's really great. Um, they have this new guitarist too. I, I don't know what his name is. He's got like this afro and he just he he just he has like a Hawaiian shirt on, just a whole vibe. And I mean, I don't know, man. Like he he was a really great guitar. Like he was really impressive, like just really fun to watch. And the whole set was really great. And then I um, mean, other than that, like getting to see Death Cab for Cutie, that was like oh, my man. one of my top five bands of all time. So, you know, getting to see them play as a surprise because they were at it like the week before or whatever right and i i forgot they were even there yeah yeah it is it was like the boy was funny they even came out after they, they played like three songs without saying a word and then ben gibber's like like oh by the way we're just kevin cutie and we're just as confused as you are as to why we're here <laughs> because they didn't really fit into that whole no. 2000s emo pop funk scene you know i know they got they kind of got lumped in with emo bands back in the day a little bit um just because it came out and that same like basically any band that like wasn't full-on rock that came out and like the you know oh one to oh six pretty much got lumped in really right. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so yeah but i mean seeing them was you know fantastic like i said i've seen them a million times but like, anytime i get a chance to see them it's, it's great and like a lot of the bands i interviewed during the day every time i would ask them like who you're most excited to see who most excited to see like would, uh, most of the bands would say death cap cutie you know so it's pretty cool that like they're just so legendary that right. like all these bands, they still look at them. Like, even right before they played a day to remember was playing on the stage next to them. And Jeremy was like, you know, before like we get out of here, we got to let you know a fucking legendary band is coming out right next to us. Like you got to make sure you stick around for this. Oh yeah. Everybody just had mad respect for death cab. So it was pretty cool. I mean, it, you're right though. Like death cab, they don't fit in it's like they don't fit in that that category but they do at the same time and like they're just one of those bands that like you just you gotta like they're just so good yeah. i yeah I, yeah, they're yeah. A i, I, I kind of like you know as my life as i've gotten older like i move a, and grow up and move away from their sound every so often like i i don't like have the infatuation with them i used to but like they're a band that has just been constant in my life. Like, like I never like stopped listening to them, but I never like, I, but I, I'm not like obsessed with them. Like I used to, be, you know, right. I guess that's, I guess that's kind of being an adult though. I think I just, like, I stopped being obsessed with most things, you know, because <laughs> I have, you know, other real life things to be worried about, unfortunately. I, but, I was actually just thinking about this yesterday to where like, I was like, Oh man, I haven't listened to this in so long. I used to be so obsessed with this. And I was like, yeah. But I don't like, especially with like new stuff. I don't mass listened listen to much anymore. Like I don't obsessively listen to because I was just thinking about like now. Me personally, I'm a really big Taylor Swift fan. I really enjoy and like I think her, I think her new album is fucking incredible. And I'm yeah. like, I've only listened to it twice. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And and like right. I. 
I forgot about it, even though I really like it, but there's just so much constantly coming out. So much content. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like we just don't have time to sit around and listen to full albums anymore. Like we used to when we were kids, unfortunately, you know, and like, I feel like even kids now don't have time to do it because yeah, they're bombarded with content. You know, think about like, like, I'm not, I don't know how old you are, but I'm guessing you're somewhere around the same age I am. And like back in the day, like, it was, you know, you had TV and internet kind of, you know, yeah. <laughs> like you, you weren't being bombarded with like constant content, like right. scrolling, like, like like scrolling wasn't a thing when we were kids, you know, <laughs> so no. it's like fucking weird, like um, that I can't imagine like how their attention span, because like, my attention span was shit when I was a kid. I can't imagine what it would be now. Like, fuck, <laughs> It'd be so yeah. bad. I mean, I, I. I agree that it's like, I, especially like, I felt like I had no attention span, but I could sit and play the same video game for like six months or something, you know, like I could, I could play like final fantasy and still Mm -hmm. trying to beat that for like a year without playing. And I I mean, I guess like video games wise, people still probably still do that. You know, they got the Minecraft and yeah some people it depends how much time they have i mean like even like like beavis and butthead is a good example here um is like one of my favorite like cartoons from as a kid i just oh, yeah. fucking love this but i still think it's fuck. i still watch it and think it's hilarious like uh-huh. you the know new, and they the, put out, the new season incredible it's still good but that that's what i was gonna say like the new season it took me like like it's only 12 episodes it took me months to get through it man like because <laughs> I, I couldn't just I had no time to sit down like these are 20 minute shows we're talking about of a show that like one of my favorite shows of all time and I still couldn't get myself to, to sit down sure. and watch it you know it's like it's touch upon a time man I I completely agree except with Beavis and Butthead me and my wife it was one Thursday we watched it yeah nice. <laughs> it was like it, it came out when it came out Thursday. We watched that was like <laughs> that was our priority for that day. That's awesome. <laughs> it the the new show is incredible. It is, uh, dude. It's really I I like how they updated it. I like how they you know made the character. They did. They did. I felt like they did have one too many of those like older versions of them episodes. Like because it almost felt like he like ran out yeah. of ideas. Like let's just do another old. <laughs> They're pretty but, funny. The the, the where his kidney blows up, this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he, oh my god, and then he blows, and then he like bursts. Uh, Stewart, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's right. So he blows up Stewart's kidney because yeah. his is like a, he's a loser. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> he wants a cooler one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I love, you know I read a story that uh like so like the steward had winger on his shirt in yeah. that in those episodes back in the day and like that really hurt winger's career i guess <laughs> like because like they like winger was made out to be like the lame band in that show and that show was like the most popular show for teenagers <laughs> when it came right, out so right everybody thought winger fucking sucked <laughs> and they didn't even they didn't even give him a chance dude i was i was saying i didn't know i don't know what winger even sounds like but to my head i'm like no winger sucks you know yeah. <laughs> like fuck, fuck winger <laughs> yeah yeah fuck winger. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> So you recently, you pretty recently started hosting Octane and Octane Breakdowns on Sirius XM. How's yeah. that been going? Busy, 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 but it, it's it's cool, man. It's uh, it's pretty awesome to be on the radio because like it was yeah. something that like I've always wanted to do ever since I was a little kid. Like and like I love listening. I still listen to like terrestrial radio as well as XM and also like I just love talk shows. I love hearing DJs talk. Like I mean, I. Mm-hmm. Way before I did this, I would always listen to you know the DJs, and I just like getting their perspective on the music and stuff. And uh, it's something I always wanted to do, but like I never thought I had like the voice for radio. Like I don't, I, I I tend to like ramble a lot, I tend to stutter a lot, I tend to like slur, and like I just I get too excited. Yeah, I get too excited, and I and I, I mumble, you know, and I, and mm-hmm. like I just I felt like I didn't have a radio voice and. It turns out that's that's what they wanted. They wanted somebody that, that doesn't have a radio voice. They wanted like a real fucking person, you know, online. Because like they actually found me, you know, through TikTok and Instagram right. and all that stuff, and all my like channels. And they reached out to me and I thought I'd be a good fit for it. Um, and I was like, again, surprised. I'm like, I'm like, are you sure you want me to do this? <laughs> like, yeah, no, like we don't want you to be like all like fucking Mr. Radio DJ. I'm like, cool. I could definitely talk shit on the ring. I could do that for sure. Like. <laughs> 
They don't want you to be like, you know, I can't think of like, all I can think of like on the radio is like the old like talk shows and games like uh, yeah. the Bob and Tom show, <laughs> which right. those were fun. Welcome, WMGX. We're coming yeah. at you live. WXMJ, your source for the best rock. <laughs> rock, nothing but rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I hope at one point in time, just for fun, just bring that voice out just for you. Oh, I do. Yeah. Every now and then, like when I'm, like, if I'm, especially if I'm doing like a read, because sometimes like there's like promos and stuff I have to read off, like I'll, I'll slap on the, uh, the DJ voice or like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a fun thing too, is like, cause they, because they do want me to be me, it's like I can be silly and be a jackass and like say, yeah. and do voices, like whatever I want to do, really, you know, it's just cause like that, I think that's what, Again, that's like when people are listening, like that's what I want to hear. I want to hear a real fucking person talking to me. And because like, like, when you're on the radio or when you listen to the radio, you know, if, if, you, if someone feels like they're talking to you, you're much more engaged and much more likely to listen rather than somebody that you feel like just talking to the masses because that just feels like a commercial, you know, it just feels like an ad, really. Yeah, absolutely. Can't, I, I can't agree more. I like it. The, the more personal and like this more you can relate to somebody, you're, you're going to, you're going to want to listen to them more yeah mm -hmm. so what made you want to start promoting music like especially like up and coming bands um i so i got on to like tiktok uh in like end of 2019 like early 2020 like pandemic like pretty much every every time everyone else got on it you know right um and i just saw like I got on it because I saw like all these, you know, rappers and pop artists like blowing up from TikTok. Like most notably, I think was Lil Nas X was probably the first like big one that mm -hmm. popped off. And I just like saw the writing on the wall that like this is gonna be the next MySpace, basically. Like this is gonna be the next thing that like blows yeah. artists up. And especially like I I knew that like it, unfortunately rock and metal as a community are just always behind whatever pop and hip hop artists are doing. Like we, what? I don't know what our no. problem is. Like we just, we just can't get on board with things. Like we had to like be dragged across the line. You know? So right. like I got on TikTok and like, I realized like, Oh, like there's no like scene on here. <laughs> yeah, really. Mm -hmm. You know? And then after like a couple months on there and like poking around, I started like, you know, uh, making friends and uh, with other creators, and I found other people that really did like the emo and pop punk stuff. And I, now, now obviously now it's huge on there. Right. But, um, yeah, I know. I just saw an opening to promote artists that I love on there, and, and uh, like I said, kind kind of get on it early, I guess. And I, I think I, I think I made the right bet with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So like, so with starting TikTok, and you know, since you've started talk tiktok you've gained like a massive and and trusted following like do you ever feel like a sense of pressure being a trusted voice and someone that thousands of people come to see your musical opinion in our scene yeah damn that's a loaded question <laughs> yeah uh no, i didn't before but now i didn't uh, <laughs> no i do god yeah well it's funny because a lot of times like i'm dude i'm i'm putting out so much content Right. that like i can't put a lot of thought into these videos i mean i do put thought into them i can't i can't agonize over them too much because like i gotta you know turn and burn you know i gotta get this content out right you know so it's like sometimes like i i come up with a video idea and i put it together and then like you know it's even like the ones that i try to slap together real fast still taking a couple of hours you know so it's like sometimes i'm just like i'm just talking i'm just saying what i feel or i'm just like or I, I think something's funny i talk about because i think it's funny or the story is funny i get my opinion about it and people take it so seriously or get so right. mad at me or whatever it's like um and it's, i see like like what you're saying is like to me sometimes i'm like why are you guys saying something i'm just a dude talking about me like what chill out but then it's like the other side is like no you're a guy on the radio like you're supposed to be an authority so i right. get that like side of it too it's like people expect a certain i guess level or something for my content but to me again it's just like to me it's like no i'm just dude talking about music in a fucking bedroom like well, <laughs> well don't get so mad i'm so worked up you know why do you care like what i think <laughs> absolutely but, you know yeah it yeah. is it is tough to kind of keep up with that like that i guess that level constantly and, and trying to straddle that line of professionalism and like fact checking and all this stuff but also like you know, just being a goofy ass idiot that likes to talk about pop punk, you know, because we're talking about fucking 
talking about rock music here, man. We're not talking about like medicine or anything. It's like serious, you know, like, so. Absolutely. And like, it's, it's so funny. Cause like people get so worked up, especially mm-hmm. about like music because it's something they're passionate about. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, if you like, they could be like obsessed with this band. If you just say one bad thing about that's they're, they're going to go. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> well, people are like tie their whole identities to like the music. They like sometimes like, the, right. I mean, they do it to like music, movies, you know, TV right. shows, games, whatever, you know, but I mean, sports teams, you know, people find oh. things that they love and like, and like that becomes like their identity. And if like, you're mm-hmm. not hundred percent on board with that, like you're an asshole, <laughs> you know? And it's, and like, that's the other thing too, is like, like people like take things out of context. That I say a lot of times, like I think I'm like being negative or disparaging. And it's like, it's like, I'm joking here. Like this is, I, I said it with a smile. Like I'm clearly not being hateful about this, you know? Right. Like I posted a video <laughs> just two days ago it was like oh you're good bless you um it was it was uh five five butt rock songs that you pretend you don't love but are actually banging <laughs> and people got so mad like how dare you call that band how how dare you call it butt rock how dare so many people like how dare you disparage breaking benjamin like that i'm like i'm saying this song is awesome i didn't say check out this shitty song like i said check out this awesome song and you're still <laughs> like, just because you didn't like what i presented it. you know <laughs> Yeah, we uh we actually just did um like a a little we have like a little show on YouTube called Tears for Fears where we just like rank stuff in like the tier thing, mm-hmm. and uh we did we just did a butt rock <laughs> tier list, nice. and it's just so funny because it's like you get so many people that get so upset about it, and like right out the gate, you know, you gotta say trapped yeah. is at the bottom, you know, they they gotta yeah. be at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like I think that band like just perpetually put themselves at the bottom with like <laughs> the singer's comments and stuff unfortunately yes. the music will never be able to outlive that unfortunately because the music does kind of rock to be honest like i think some of those songs are bangers but the fucking the dude just ruined it <laughs> you know? right like, right right yeah it's it it's like it's some people get upset just even with the like term of butt rock it's like well i, I yeah. didn't create it <laughs> like yeah. this is just what what it's called it doesn't mean i don't like it like i mean you know, you got like POD saliva and like mm-hmm. got. I'm, I'm not a huge Godsmack fan, but like some of these bands, they got some. They got some good jams. You know, like this. Yeah. Is, when I was younger, this was the cool rock and roll. <laughs> so like, yeah. Oh, dude, 100%. I dug that shit. And like, I know like butt rock started as like a derogatory term, I guess initially, but I thought like it's kind of been destigmatized. I felt like now I feel like people like say it in jest, you know. But I guess, I don't know, some people still get really mad when you call it that. I mean, the other thing, too, is a lot of people don't know, like, what they're talking about. <laughs> I hate to say that. But I have so That's many true. people, like, I had, like, hundreds of comments tell me how, that Breaking Benjamin is not a butt rock. How dare I call them butt rock? They were, they're never considered butt rock. I'm like, I'm like, dude, they are quintessential butt rock, man. 100%. Like, they're, like, one of the top five. If you, like, if you put Oh, uh, dictionary butt rock definition band like they're one of the top. Like it's like Nickelback, Theory of a Dead Man, Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> you know, like they are definitely in there. Like and like that's not a mean thing. Like it's not, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. You know, like um, it's it's true. And I love all of, like just a uh, side side tangent. I love all of the hate that Nickelback gets. But let's be honest, everybody yeah. likes at least a little Nickelback. Oh, good dude. Everybody. I, there was an interview recently <laughs> where uh, Chad Kruger was like, which also that blew my mind. You know, his name is actually Chad Kruger, not Kroger. I didn't. Dude, right? Yeah, he's just been <laughs> letting people mispronounce his name for the last twenty years. People, his do name's. That. Dude, he said like people like would just like interview him and they'd be like, all right, we've got Chad Kroger here, and then just go into the interview and he just we would never correct them. And <laughs> yeah, just like a couple weeks ago, he was like, or a month ago, or whatever, he's like, he's like, Yeah, no, my last name's actually Kruger. I just never correct anybody. Like, what the fuck, dude? You're just like you're just so go with the flow. You've been letting people mispronounce your name for 20 years. But anyway, yeah, he was doing an interview recently and he's like, I don't understand why people like think we're like serious. You know, like when we wrote lines like you look so much cuter with something in your mouth. Like we wrote that because we thought it'd be funny to see if like they would play that on the radio. And they did. It's like, like, we're not like a serious band. Like we don't take this seriously at all. <laughs> you know, which like that kind of like makes me like them even more. Like they're just like, they're not fucking trying to be hard asses. They're just like goofy dudes, you know? And they write bangers. Yeah. 
they they've got like that that new one that just kind of went viral like with it where it sounds like a hardcore intro oh remember. yeah Wait, uh, yeah that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it starts out with like this hardcore intro, then goes into straight Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They really and they, that was another thing too. Like they released that teaser, and everyone's like, "Holy shit! Like, is this wage war? Like, what's happening here?" Yeah. And then the band, like, they're like, "No, we've band always put- done music like yeah. that." It's like, "Fuck you! Know what you were doing with that intro?" <laughs> oh yeah, they were trolling for sure. Yeah. San Quentin, right? That's what it was called. Yeah, San Quentin. Mm-hmm um so for for a lot of people that probably don't know you were in a pop punk band called one day's notice i was uh, yeah damn you also <laughs> really did your own <laughs> you also did your own solo project back in 2016 what yeah. would you say is your favorite song that you've been a part of because oh, i i i have to say like i enjoyed tv glow i liked that oh one. thanks man yeah, that was my like little death cab project, like like that, my little uh indie pop era stuff. Um, yeah, it's definitely different than one day's notice. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think that was um probably some of the most like fulfilling music I've ever made because it was just for me, and it was like uh, I felt like it it was like the first time I re- I made music that like really represented like the kind of stuff i like and also like it was just it was me it was just me so it was all like my words and guitar so that's probably the most fulfilling but honestly one day's notice was is what i'm most proud of like that that band was just so much fun like we were just like a bunch of drunk assholes like playing (laughs) pop punk tunes like just uh peeing on shit and getting naked on stage you know (laughs) like it was just so much fun dude like that that was like the height of my craziest years and like um well i mean who knows maybe my crazy series is still to come who knows but um, still got time <laughs> yeah yeah but that was that was uh that was probably the most like fun i've had in a band for sure and, like we got to you know open up for a lot of really cool bands like offspring and bowling nice. suit and play warp tour and shit so you know it was it was a it was a pretty good run um and it was just like we never really hit that next level you know and like, i'm okay with that like looking back like at the time i was bummed because i right. wanted to be a rock star but like i'm definitely okay with how things turned out absolutely so what made you want to change paths uh from you know the the being a musician side and working more on the promotion and behind the scenes or in promoting side yeah so i was uh you know i was was in that band and i was like where was i working at the time i was working at some shitty job i hated I, it was like oh i was at a law firm i was doing collections i was okay. calling it like a <laughs> collection agency yeah. and uh and i which was ironic because i was in collections myself at that point like so like, i was like calling myself pretty yeah, much. I was like, like oh, this one's oh, no, i don't have to call me i'm already here I'm yeah no, I, I would pop up in the queue i'm like i gotta <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but uh, yeah, so I was, uh, there was a manager in, that we had at the time who was friends with uh, the business manager at Tragic Hero Records, um, which is a label that uh, Skyla Drive and Let Live and I think Motionless and White started on there maybe back in the day. Okay. Um, a lot of like, you know, like the hard, hard bands from back in the day. Um, so yeah, and they just happened to, the business offices is just randomly happened to be in Cleveland. So that's how I met him. And uh, I, I just like emailed him like every day or every week, at least for like a couple months. Like, yo, do you got anything? You got like, like, please like give me any job. Like, I just need anything. And it was funny. Cause I was still like an adult. So I couldn't just be like, I'll come work for free. I was like, right. like, Hey, please give me every job, but also pay me a livable wage. <laughs> right. Which in the music industry is like unheard of, you know, Almost, Absolutely. Like, like, it's really tough to get, but like, I don't know. I guess I was persistent, and he, I, I, I just I hung around long enough that there was an opening for like a, a publicist, like uh, PR, like assistant type thing. And yeah, that's that's how I got started with that. They brought me in, and I was able to quit, you know, doing collections on myself. And kind of <laughs> once I did that, that was the end of it. Like I, I never went back. I never went back to the, the normal moral life. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Like it, you know, it, it's hard to break into like any type of like work in the music industry it's like yeah it, it's unless it, it's like one of those like you don't almost get to unless you start it, it yeah it's yeah, right. so difficult yeah i was always when i always tell people is like when they ask you how do you get in like the music industry i'm like i mean 
first of all, you had to decide, you don't have to decide, but it's helpful to decide what you want to do. Right. Like if you want to be a publicist, just start doing PR. Like you don't have to wait for anybody. Like just find local bands that you want to work for. Like do you think you're awesome? Do PR campaigns for them for free for, you know, a few months and like, you know, build up your resume, get some good contacts, whatever, and then start charging people and then just right. go from there. If you want to manage bands, start managing bands. You know, if you want to record bands, start just, just do it. Like very rarely is anybody like, like I I fall ass backwards into a paid gig, obviously, but I was also playing in bands for 15, 20 years at that point. Like I was, right. I put my dues in, you know, for so to speak, and I've made my connections that way. You know, right. that's another way you can do it. You know, you can you can make a lot of connections in this scene if you're playing in it. You know, but a lot of people like aren't musicians. They just want to, you know, they want to work in the industry, which is awesome because we need a lot of those people too. You know, I always thought it was like, weird to me, like the people that when I was younger, I'm like the people that work in the music business that weren't musicians. I was like, how? Like, I'm like, why? Why do you want to be in this business and you don't play? But, but then I got yeah. older and I was like, yeah, you do need kind of both sides, you know, because like a musician's brain tends to be focused on the, the musicians part of it you know and they don't see the whole picture a lot of times because i know i didn't back then so not that they don't not all of them are like that but it does happen sometimes i feel like right is like as a as a musician especially you kind of focus in on just one aspect of yeah and, and just and you put you like as a, as a musician it's difficult because you basically you're you, you've already decided you're going to put all your eggs in that basket so yeah. like moving away from that's difficult yeah, I think that's a, yeah, that's a big thing too with musicians is like, yeah, like you say, you do put your eggs on one basket. Like no one ever like, very rarely do they get into it and be like, oh, I'll do this. If, if I get famous, cool. If not, like whatever, usually it's like they're all in and like they don't go to college. They, they fuck everything else off, you know, right. <laughs> and they're like, they're on that, which if it pans out, great. But if it doesn't, man, that's a hard, hard fall. <laughs> you know? It is. Yeah. It's you know, having... Oh my God damn. <laughs> you are, man. That, is just, that Minnesota winter man is fucking you up. <laughs> it is. It is. It's uh It's messing with me the this week especially. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you're you know if your band breaks up or if you just decide to stop doing it and like you're 26 with no hireable skills because you didn't go to college or didn't learn trade or didn't have any job that you actually enjoyed for the last like you know 10 years or any of your adult life, that's right. tough. You know, I can imagine that being really rough. Absolutely. And so speaking of like uh, the, the promotion side of things um, with the ever changing landscape of social media, what do you feel are the most important platforms to focus on and why? Uh, well, right now I feel like TikTok is the number one uh, platform to focus on just for the discoverability <laughs> and the virality of it. Like it's, you know, it's like the only way the bands are, able to organically blow up anymore you know you like you can post a video clipping your song and it doesn't have to be anything like i've seen people just post a video of them singing their song into a microphone in their bedroom you know but they're just they're charismatic with it right. they have like something, you know they have some energy they have an un, un, undeniable it's factor if you will right, yeah you know and they can post a 30 second video that gets 10 million views and then the next video like hey the song's dropping here get pre-saves for it you know and then all of a sudden the song drops on release day it's already got a thousand pre-saves it gets added to editorial playlists on spotify then press starts being like what the fuck's this band so press starts picking up then radio starts saying like oh shit we gotta put this in rotation it's i've seen it happen like over and over again like it's just and i think like you know, after TikTok, I think, you know, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, like all the social medias and, and uh, I, obviously the um, anywhere, anywhere you can upload your music to make it available anywhere is a, is right. a great option. But I think step one, honestly, is TikTok. And like, it's not to say like, it's always going to be that way. That might change in a year from now. Who knows? But like right now, it's your best bet for organic growth. And like, I think a lot of bands just don't know how to take advantage of it, unfortunately. And, mm -hmm. and like I said, like I mentioned before, I think like, you know, you, you kind of do have to have a charismatic personality to be, I mean, you can make really great music, but if you don't present it the right way, it, right. it, it kind of falls flat, you know? And it doesn't even have to be like, you don't have to be like, hey, yeah, like old zany or anything like that. It just has <laughs> to be like, you have to have something, like it was a reason for somebody to want to stop their scroll and, you know, stop doom scrolling and then actually listen to your song. But yeah, I, I think that's probably the best the best route to focus on right now if you're trying to break big at the moment. 
Right. And and I would say especially like quality. Like mm-hmm. uh, the quality of your video. Like you can use your phone and and that sort of stuff. But like how you liked your video, it, there's a there's a lot of different things that you can do. The better you can make it, yeah. obviously, you know, is going to like because I can scroll and I could see two videos back to back. One of them, if it looks crisp, I might stop. Mm-hmm. Like there's a good mm-hmm. chance I'll stop. But if it's like crummy, you know, shoddy camera yeah. work, and just yeah. it doesn't you you haven't presented it well. Yeah, probably not gonna stop. Even if your right. song is awesome, yeah, it's gotta it's gotta have something eye catching to it, and like also like if your music has something to say is like really important too, especially for that. Like I've seen I've stopped at videos before because the first line that that singer said was just like oh shit, like it grabbed me, like whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like um, I wish I could think of a good example, like Magnolia Park. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was just gonna of, say Magnolia Park. Yeah, they always they always have like those. They start off with the line, and she's like oh shit, like like. That one line in his, that song, um, oh, another day, another letdown. My mm-hmm. bank account's got me stressed out or something like that. Yep. Like, I heard that line, and, like, I'm I, like, I, I yeah. Don't really fully, yeah, it's like, I don't relate to that so much anymore, but, like, I, I immediately was taken back to me, like, in my early 20s, like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> like, like you got me. Like, like Absolutely. Yeah, it's good. And, uh, yeah, Loveless is great with that, too. Like, that Julian from the band, he always, like, Again, he's an example of a very charismatic personality, and I've I've been with that dude since the beginning, and with those guys from the beginning of the first single, I've been like uh, working with them and stuff. And they like he's a great example of uh, a, a personality or just an, an image that like it, it makes you stop scrolling. He's a stop scroller. There's got to be a term for that. Uh, maybe we should coin it right now. But like, but like, like that dude's got that dude's got stop scrolling ism <laughs> yeah, like, yeah uh yeah i don't know Stop. we're gonna work on that we're gonna we're gonna coin we'll, that we'll workshop it we'll workshop yeah it. yeah yeah he's a, he's a scroll stopper that's what it is. yeah scroll stopper or he's got that stop scroll ability yeah yeah scroll ability i don't know <laughs> we'll workshop it yeah uh so we got one more question for you before we move uh we'll take a quick break and then we'll move on to our next segment if you could give our listeners a piece of advice that you know now that you wish you had known when you were first starting out, what would that be? Oh my God. Um, that's, that's tough. Uh, I guess just try everything. Just, just try it as much as you can be open to as much as you can be. Um, don't like be, don't, don't say no to things just because you like, you don't understand them or something like, just like, just be open. Like if you don't, and if you don't understand something, ask, like there's nothing worse than the cool person that like, sort of pretends to know what you're talking about. And then like, you try to ask them later about it and they have no idea what you're talking about. Like, just fucking ask, like, it's not cool to pretend like, you know, something that you don't like, <laughs> like just ask and just be, just be open to new experiences, opportunities. Cause like, you know, that's the only way you're ever going to have those new experiences and opportunities. I feel like. So yeah, I guess that'd be my piece of it. I'm sure some better advice they could come up with later, but <laughs> that's no, dude, that's great advice. Like honestly, that's that's great because like as as somebody that uh, does that in their married life, I yeah, know yeah. Uh, you get caught every time. Um, yeah, and there's nothing there like it. You're gonna look better if you just admit that you don't know and that you need help than yeah. if you get if you oh i know i know i know you don't fucking know though yeah you don't fucking we, know but we fucking know you don't know yeah and now you just look like an asshole you know just yeah it would be like when like when some whenever someone back in the day would mention a band or something to me i'd be like oh yeah or like, i just go along with it and like and I don't know why I would do that. Cause like now like somebody talks about like a movie or a band, like I'll be like, Oh, what is it? And like, they'll tell me about it. And then we'll have an actual conversation and they'll tell me why this thing is so great. And I'm like, Oh shit. That's really interesting. And like, we actually, I've learned something about that music or that, you know, that, you know there's like been like uh, a lot of bands that like, you're supposed to just respect for no reason, just because like they, they just, they've earned that. Right. You know? And like, like Meshuggah, I've never fucking listened to Meshuggah before. You know, I don't know listen to on only the bottom and like somebody was talking about him one day to me 
like, oh yeah, my sugar's first album. And usually I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah first album. I'm totally excited. I want to be first album's cool. the shit. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, literally, dude, I, I literally don't know anything about my sugar. Like, why are they cool? And like the dude explained it to me, like, like what, what was so great about it. And, like, I was drunk. I, fuck, I don't remember what they said. <laughs> but and again, it turned into at least a conversation. It was like something a little more interesting than just me being like, oh yeah, sure, I love them. You know, I'm pretending it's, it'd be cool. Now and and, and just trying you being transparent. I yeah. don't know much about Mashuga. I th- I'm pretty sure I've heard them like back in the day, but they're popular because they're one of the first like gent bands, right? Are, is that are they? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I was I that was just that's the knowledge I'm going off of, yeah, so I could yeah. be wrong. <laughs> that's possible, I was hoping yeah. you knew. Yeah, I know. I have. I don't have that information. <laughs> well, see. There we go. <laughs> and with that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with our next segment. Pat, Pat here with Unsigned Pop Punk. We're a community dedicated to building up the music scene by shining a spotlight on up-and-coming bands. Now, I know what you must be thinking. These guys must be raking in the cash. Wrong. But you can help us help others by picking up some merch. We found what big business is selling shirts for, and we slashed the prices. We saw what people are charging for sweatshirts, and we windmill kicked those prices in the face. So pick up some merch from us today. You won't be mad you did. And we're back uh, with our next segment. This is going to be the obscure question segment. We have moved past the career, and now we're just going to ask whatever. I don't even remember what I wrote here. These were, I wrote these like last month. Typically, I write them the day of because I I, I like to just pull off whatever weird thing just pops out of my head. But I wrote this about a month ago. (laughs) Well, to be fair, I think we scheduled this about a month ago, and I had a fucking (laughs) bail on you, unfortunately. We, We... it's been back and forth though. Like yeah. I, I think I've had to reschedule like once or twice as yeah. well. So, but we did it. We're here. That's the dad life, right? We got shit going on. Absolutely. So my first one, it's pretty basic though. What is the weirdest thing that you've ever eaten? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know where that was going. Yeah. Um. Fuck the weirdest thing I've ever eaten yeah well i can't think of the weirdest thing but i can think, think of the weirdest way of ever eating something okay. um my uh old band and i back in the day and uh, another group of friends of us we uh when the angry whopper came out from mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. burger team we like wanted to try it but like we didn't like want to com- we didn't all we all wanted to try it but we all didn't want to commit to that being our meal you know <laughs> so there's like eight of us and we got two angry whoppers and then our normal meals and we each tried a bite of it and we thought it was actually delicious and we all wanted more bites. So at one point we're just rotating two anger whoppers <laughs> to a group of like eight people. <laughs> like so we're eating like, oh, here's your bite. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I I enjoy that uh that uh, angry whopper. It's it's pretty yeah. fucking good. Yeah, I really need to bring it back, man. I wanted to try the new like the Halloween one. Did you try that? No, I tried um <laughs> Uh, the Diablo burger from somewhere recently. I can't remember. Was that Red Robin or something? That was, I, saw, I can't remember who had it. Somebody had a Diablo burger that was pretty good. But I, I saw I Arby's had some sort of Diablo. That's what it was. Arby's, chicken? yeah. Yeah, dude, that was... I like spicy stuff, and usually, like, fast food spicy is, like, like very tame and mild. Tame, but, like, yeah. yeah. That one, that Arby's one lit my butthole up, man. That was, that was tough. <laughs> they weren't fucking around. No, dude, no. They they pile that shit on. They put a lot of fucking sauce on there. I'm uh I'm going to tell you uh my weirdest thing that I think uh me and my friends concocted. We called okay. it the the pizza apocalypse. Nice. So we made we made a pizza. So we took two DiGiorno stuffed crust pizzas, cooked both of them. And then we made Velveeta shells and cheese. We put that on top of one, like the whole whole fucking thing. Okay. <laughs> and oh, it's, it 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 gets very filling. Um, then we made a whole bunch of crispity bacon, crunched yeah. that up, put that on top. Um, I was living in Kansas City at the time, so there was this play this Mexican restaurant called Poncho's. 
and they made it's just really awesome burritos and stuff. So we got this burrito called the Ranchero Burrito, which is like thinly cut steak slices, fajita veggies, and like their special white queso. So we cut open that burrito. We put that on top. <laughs> That's so much cheese. It, oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> then we like encased it with the other DiGiorno. Yeah. We cut that bad boy up. And it was like thick. That was a thick, but you could only eating was one, <laughs> eating one piece of that was two pieces of pizza, a serving of yeah. Velveeta shells and cheese. And oh my God. Did it taste good though? Oh, it was amazing. Like, yeah. It was so good. I don't even like, we've never recreated it. It was a one, it was a one time deal. Your heart's probably happy about that. Like your cardiovascular health. Like now you're like, not like how you feel, but like, <laughs> um, my, actually, this, my body now couldn't, couldn't do that. Yeah. I don't think. Well, that reminds me, as you're saying that we used to do this thing called carnival in the kitchen. Uh, every year <laughs> on my one buddy's birthday, we would set okay. up about four or five little home deep fryers and just deep fry all the craziest shit we could think of. Like lots of like, you know, regular fried foods, but then like, like then deep frying like Oreos and like all yeah. kinds of crazy shit. And uh, we'd always have like a main event every, every year. Nice. And uh, one year we took a chocolate bunny, like a hollow bunny, and we just like like punched through the butthole basically, <laughs> and like just stuffed a bunch of bacon in there, and then oh. wrapped it in bacon, and then wrapped that in a, a crescent roll dough, Fuck and, yeah. and uh, deep fried that whole fucking thing, and then put chocolate sauce and ice cream on. <laughs> Holy. it was fucking incredible yeah that sounds yeah, amazing that, yeah those nights always ended with uh, a lot of pepto-bismol <laughs> for sure tums yeah <laughs> i just i have at the at this point in my life and it's probably because of all the fucked up shit i've done through like through my life but um i have to have like travel like just tums everywhere like i've, ah. got, I've got office tums bedroom tums yeah. it's just it's just yeah it's just getting like a little bit older not being able to handle the grease like we like dude i I, every time i eat chipotle now man it fucks me up like i love it but like i gotta be like committed to it like i gotta be like ready like all right because like it doesn't always do it to me but like like when it does fuck me up like it hits me hard so like if i eat chipotle i'd be like all right am i gonna be okay if i have to lay down for the rest of the night (laughs) that that's me with that's me with buffalo wild wings like how committed am i to to my evening like am i going out after this am i going home how close to a bathroom will i be (laughs) right right (laughs) okay if you could bring back one band or musical artist from retirement or the dead who would it be nirvana hands down uh nirvana is my favorite band all time and Kirk Cobain, obviously, bring him back would be pretty cool. <laughs> Have him uh, see him live. Um, uh, I mean, it'd be cool to bring back, you know, a lot of the other legends, you know, uh, like the Doors and Hendrix and stuff like that. But, but yeah, if I had to pick one for sure, it'd be Kirk Cobain. It'd be really cool to see where Nirvana would have gone. I think it'd be really depressing to see where they went. <laughs> It, it's just weird to think about, though, like, with how much of a legend Dave Grohl is, right? Yeah. Like, an incredible songwriter, um, just overall incredible human being. But, like, would Dave Grohl have started to have a hand in writing Nirvana? Like, you know, it's like, like where yeah. would our world be in yeah, rock it- and roll? The rock landscape would be drastically different. Um, and I, unfortunately, I really don't think Kirk Cobain or Nirvana would be revered the way they are now no. if they had stuck around. I think, I mean, I think Kurt would have started putting out some fucking stinker. He went to a solo project. He went like, does some Brian Adams sounding shit. Like, I, 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 just don't, <laughs> I don't have a good, good faith in it. I don't know for sure, but I just don't think it would have turned out well. That's probably fair. You know, the same thing with grunge music you know they probably just would have gone the way of the buffalo only you know they yeah probably just would have went that way yeah well it's crazy to think about it too because like kurt's frozen in our brains as this 27 year old like we like we only see him as that obviously like and it's just like forever he's just going to be like this like mythical figure you know like we never mm-hmm. we'll never know like what old kirk Cobain looks like or anything like we don't right. 
gaming fad in it. You know, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, what about you? Who would you bring back? I don't know, like, because that, like, probably my first thought was Nirvana, yeah. <laughs> Kurt Cobain, but the gosh, I don't know. Like, my, my second one that just for no good reason pops in my head is Modern Baseball. I would just like to okay. have the, I would just like another album. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we're talking about people that are still alive, the format would definitely be a big one for me. That's one of my, one of my favorite bands. So I would definitely like to see them again. Format was tight. Like, yeah. Them. Yeah. It was very depressing when they broke up. <laughs> yeah. I know I had a lot of friends that, that like hit them hard. Yeah. That, that yeah. band specifically. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it was, that was a, cause like when they broke up too, was like the height of my, like, like my peak love of them. Like I was, I had just like got into them a few years earlier and I was like super, super into them and they broke up and I was like, that's the first time like a band. I feel like, I feel like that's the first time a band that I loved broke up like while I was like still infatuated with like, cause usually bands break up like after like you kind of stop listening to them or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was still like, I was going to go to their show that year. You know, I was like so excited. Like, yeah, they broke up. Like, what? Like, <laughs> it crushed me. I feel like that's kind of the way it was for me. Like I, when modern baseball like broke up, like I just found them and I was like, Oh man. Okay. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Whatevs, I guess, you know, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it happens. It is funny too, though. Cause like that, like, again, that's like indicative of like, uh, I, my younger mentality, like being like crushed by a band breaking up. Like now, like, if, if one of a, a band like broke up, I'd be like, no, <laughs> I like just move on. Like my day, like, like, that sucks. <laughs> right. It's like, and in, in, especially in this music scene, like they all just keep coming, getting back together anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's exactly. like, just, just wait. Like, like Gaslight Anthem was one of my favorite bands. And like when they broke up for a little while, I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love Brian Fallon. And I love the Gaslight Anthem, but I wasn't like, I was like, that's, that sucks. But okay. And then like, you know, they got back together and they did a reunion and all that shit. Like there, there are certain ones that like, if they were to break up now, mm-hmm. like I would, I would feel the, the, that pain, that loss deeply. I mm-hmm. like, I, I, for me, like if like newfound glory or MXPX were to break up, I think I'd cry. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to understand a point. You know, like it's like when it's like when uh no effects announced they were breaking up. It's like why you've been together yeah. like forty years? Why are you breaking up now? Like, <laughs> yeah, just don't put out another album. Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't got to say you're breaking up. Just yeah, be it's a like, band and just yeah, don't do anything. like. Would anyone notice if he was just... <laughs> like... no? I don't think people. And that's the thing is, I don't think pe- especially nowadays, I don't think people do notice. Like, yeah. you know, Metallica couldn't could. Wait another five years without putting out like another album, and people are still gonna be like, "Yeah, fucking Metallica, it's awesome." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're not a hiatus; they're fine. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah, just, there's, there's plenty of bands that go like five, six years in between releases, and like they don't, don't even tour, and it's like no one thinks they broke up. They're like, "Yeah, there's not doing anything right now." Yeah. Like, oh, it, the the only thought is like, man, it'd be cool if they put out a new album soon, and then yeah. they move on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm all right i got one more question in my obscure questions this one i put a little thought into so i've i've picked out three superpowers at random okay all three of them have a major drawback okay which which one would you choose so the first one is you could have the power of flight but you're deathly afraid of heights yeah (laughs) number two you are a mortal uh, immortal but you're super ugly Mm, okay and number three you have super speed but you also get vertigo when you're using it (sighs) okay well right away getting rid of that ugly one because i don't (laughs) want to live forever and then like not be able to accomplish things because like people people hate you just like (laughs) yeah 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 that just seems like an awful way to live um and forever uh so I'm going to go with the flying and the fear of heist. I feel like I could maybe just put a blindfold on or something and, you know, just pretend I'm not there while I'm traveling. Maybe I can like 
maybe I could like set up a system like where like I fly with like a, a cane, like a blind person or something like that. <laughs> and I just fly my way around. Yeah. Oh, that's a plane. Whoops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna go with. We're gonna fly. See, I feel I agree with that for the fact of like it just because you're afraid of heights doesn't mean you can't do it. You have you know how to fly. You'll be yeah. okay. You know, you're right. good. You're just scared. And the, and the vertigo one is like that one, and like that can make you sick, you know. Yeah. So you don't want to like, yeah, you want to throw like up that's, and shit somewhere. Like that's a that's an illness. There's nothing you can yeah. do about that. Like you can just like try to conquer your fear of flying yeah, or you just yeah. fly real low right that's true yeah 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 that's true you see how high it is like because i mean even if you're like flying low you're still moving faster than you know absolutely. when you're walking <laughs> absolutely but what i should have made it like what what if you also flew really slow <laughs> just, uh, you can fly like, but super slow like you yeah. don't get anywhere any quicker <laughs> you, you fly about as fast as you walk <laughs> that makes it way lamer (laughs) (laughs) but no i'd I'd say with in this case you can fly at like you know superhero speeds yeah i'm gonna go with that one i mean that'd be the best (laughs) just because like i hate driving places especially well here's one thing could i get a dui while i'm flying though like a like a fui or something because if that's the case Cause I love going to concerts, getting hammered, but like, I hate like sometimes when like I have, I can't find an Uber or something like that, and like then I have to like figure out if I'm gonna drink at this concert or if I'm gonna you know go there and and not drink because I can't get an Uber. So if I could fly home from a concert, then yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, as of right now, I don't yeah. know of any like flying police. Okay. Um, okay. You know, so I mean, we're going off of I guess the rules that we currently have in life. You know, obviously, if you fly into a building and destroy it because you're like drunk or something, like they're yeah. probably gonna come at you. Yeah, but... that's true. So I guess like <laughs> the normal rules of like destruction of property probably are at hand, but you probably can't like get pulled over for weaving while you're flying or something. Or well, right. Crossing. I mean, you should weave. I mean, that you just yeah, want to get that. <laughs> you just want to. You want right. to get that airflow. You know. So as long as I can fly drunk, I'm on board. That's <laughs> just fly like low yeah you know yeah. just know where the planes are do like the one eye and thing like oh fuck <laughs> yeah i did i said I, i'm planes do i take plane rides anywhere like, i have to have a few drinks man i can't do that shit so early i hate flying man i'm so funny enough the reason i even put this like as a superpower is i am so scared of heights like i am oh, so terrible like flying i've flown a few times i don't fly much um but it's not like it's it's no bueno like i i will like tear up (laughs) oh wow yeah yeah like serious business (laughs) it's it's serious business i mean like i said i've i've done it you know yeah and i i'm sure i'll do it again but uh not my favorite yeah <laughs> so we're gonna move on to our last segment. This is rapid fire questions. You're just gonna like speak from the heart, shoot from the hip. Oh man, this this is how I get in trouble. <laughs> the, I you got this. this. This one's pretty right. simple here. You ready? Yeah. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Mario or Luigi? Mario. Okay, though this one's a, is we're veering off a little bit. It's gonna test your uh your youthful remembrance, I guess. Oh god. <laughs> can can you sing me the jingle for bagel bites? Absolutely not. I, I didn't even know they had a jingle. <laughs> oh, I'll bet uh, so we'll we'll see. I'm gonna sing it to you. It's yeah. a, it's a part of every season two episode. Um, <clears throat> don't worry, you are the majority that don't yeah. remember it, but most actually do once I sing it. Okay, let's see it. So pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, yeah. pizza at supper time. When yeah. pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost 
ever, there's only been one or two people i think that yeah. no recollection like uh, nothing i remember but i will say the ultimate uh pizza pepperoni themed uh song goes has to go to the hormel uh commercial with a guy that plays the drum and it, put it on my pizza yum my pizza yum oh put it on my pizza yum pepperoni <laughs> yes that that i remember is, it that's yeah. a that's a good one we're we're uh we're actually trying to figure out what <laughs> jingle we want to have people sing for season three because that's nice. coming up in a couple months here so uh that's it i don't know if that one's quite the classic as uh the bagel boys but that's my my personal jam i i i, I get fired up when i hear that one <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a good one all right we got three more gwen stefani or Haley williams Oh shit! I dude, if you had asked me this question like a month ago, I would have said Gwen Stefani. But uh, after seeing them live, I'm gonna go to Haley Williams. Nice. Yeah. Hard shell or soft shell tacos? Hard shell. Hard shell. Okay. Yeah. Hard shell. Well, I so okay. I like that... the crunch, but you know, uh, that's tough. Let's just let's stick with hard shell. <laughs> you go with your gut because that's what that's what your gut told shell. you. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I guess I was thinking like I wanted cheese gordita crunch. I want the bowl. I want both. I want oh, them together. But yeah, yeah the, like the double decker or whatever, where the got the soft shell on the outside. No, yeah, agree. That, that is yeah. perfection right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last one, some forty one, or yellow card. Some forty one. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Yellow card. I feel like really only had one album. In my, really? I, I really like. I mean, I no no disrespect to Yellow card. I think they're great, oh, but yeah. I feel they're fantastic. I feel like Ocean Avenue was really the only album that I loved. Like Lights and Sounds was good too. I think that's what it's called, right? Lights and Sounds. Yes, Lights and Sounds uh, was the one that came out after that. Yeah, I think that was a good album, but um, I feel like they don't. I don't know. I feel like uh, Yellow card doesn't have like the quite the career longevity that some 41 had um and still has you know i i just feel like they they had more more consistent releases across where again i just like them more (laughs) so so i'm just gonna throw this out there funny enough so i i agree i am a i'm more of a some 41 fan mostly because i really like metal and i love how they incorporate metal into their pop punk um but i think a lot of a lot of things I think that uh, people sleep on yellow card with. So lights and sounds wasn't the best. Um, And that came out after ocean Avenue, which really like sent people away. I feel because it was, it was quite the departure. Yeah. Um, You want that California pop punk vibe. Right. But then the funny thing is, is they went kind of, they went back to that right after so like they had paper walls that came out afterwards which is a great album uh and then when you're through uh when you're through thinking say yes was super good and my like i think my favorite album of theirs you should check out if you haven't is southern air okay yeah you should check that one out like that one came out in 2012 and like brought me back like i was just like holy shit I fucking love Yellow Card again. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to go back and check that out. Yeah, because again, that's a band that like I didn't keep up with. Um, and f- like for whatever reason, like like for whatever reason, I was able to keep up with some 41's releases, but I wasn't able to keep up with Yellow Cards. Like I knew I knew Lights and Sounds. That was the last album I think I listened to from them, which was like what, ten years ago, maybe. Right. Uh, yeah my my favorite Yellow Card song of all time is off of Southern Air, and it's called Always Summer. Fucking. Okay. Love that song. I'll fire that up for sure. Hell yeah. Well, that's it though. You finished the podcast. All that's yeah. left is, you know, to this camera, this camera, this camera. You know, <laughs> just tell everybody what's good, what you got going on, what's what you got coming up. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, make sure obviously you follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Jesse Lee. You get me on the Twitter at Jesse Lee Show because some asshole back in 2008 claimed the Jesse Lee handle. And I can't, I can't, you know, I had my suspicions that it was me that I, I created that <laughs> back in LA and I just, you were that why. asshole. Yeah. Cause like it has one tweet and it says being awesome. 
and that sounds like some dumb shit i would say in 2008 so absolutely um so yeah but anyway just we show on twitter um yeah you can hear me on octane on weekends right now for now i'm there 9 p.m to midnight on saturday and sunday and then throughout the week i do the octane breakdown which is like a rundown of all the cool and dumb shit that happens in the music world and also other fun little stories mixed in there as well and uh it is about it that's all i got to promo at the at this point awesome well thanks so much jesse for hanging out uh it's been a pleasure i'm so glad that we're finally able to connect it was too, awesome. thank and, you for uh, having me. hell yeah uh well this has been another episode of where did all my friends go podcast about life in the music industry and we'll see y'all next monday thank you so much for checking out the show please hit that like subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode and thank you so much to those of you who already are check us out on spotify apple Podcasts, youtube or anywhere else you stream your podcasts if you're in the position to help us grow and like behind the scenes access and exclusive shows Head on over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash unsignedpoppunk. Let us know in the comments who you'd like to see on the show and what other content you'd like to see. Thank you all so much.